This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. So before we do this, I feel like we should like put like a preface in there, like a hey, this is what we're gonna do. So I'm gonna, I'll, I've kind of been planning this monologue a little bit, so I'll just kind of do a quick jump take on it. We'll see how it goes. So before before we start recording Fan of Fan in most situations, Andrew and I talk about is like a warm up exercise, the current season of Big Brother, for usually like ten, maybe twenty minutes if it's interesting. Uh, and I think what we're going to do is potentially put some of these out as like mini pods and they'll be marked as such in the fan of painted Troy feed. If you don't give a shit about big brother, which I understand. And I'm sure you do too. Of course. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> big brother is awesome and we recommend it. And it's, you kind of, it's the ultimate, just like reality TV garbage, whatever, you know? So if, if you're into high minded shit, like that's cool, but that's not what this is going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's three episodes a week. Like, <laughs> if you need to kill some time, Big Brother is the best show to kill some time with. Yeah, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So we're recording this early on Sunday, earlier than we usually record on Sundays. So uh, we haven't seen Sunday's episode yet, but you just finished watching Thursdays, right? Yes, Wednesdays and Thursdays, fresh in my mind. So I don't even know where we even start with this with Big Brother. Uh, who do you think is going to win? All right, fine. We'll start there. We'll go all the way. All right, so I'm down to two people, okay? Uh-huh. Number one is who I've been saying since, like, week two, week three, and that's Tyler, okay? Mm. Now, Tyler is still playing the Tyler game, but he's missing a couple of the finite pieces he had in his first season, right? What Tyler did really well his first season is he rode the line between cool guy and outcast, and he could friend both sides of that. This season, it seems like he's kind of got sucked into the Cody, Memphis, cool, uh, Enzo, cool guy thing, right? I'm, sure. I'm a popular kid now, right? He's got yeah. that beautiful girlfriend at home. He's a, he's a jewelry company co-owner. And now he's got these cool, tough friends at the Big Brother house. <laughs> and it seems like he's getting sucked into that a little bit. But he's still Tyler. He still seems like everybody likes him. Um, but as we saw at the end of Thursday's episode, Kaser called out him, Cody, Everybody on the list. Uh, but he's still probably my favorite. But coming in a close second, finally, after this week, is we saw Ian turn it on. Yeah. It's been, and it's coming. It's been a long time coming. And, and it was his plan the whole time. He said it on day one. He said, I'm going to yeah. take these first few weeks, and I'm just going to lay back. And then the second he felt uncomfortable, which he did after Kevin won the veto this week, felt a little uncomfortable. He turned it on right away. He kept going to everybody. He kept saying, let's compare notes, which I think is genius. Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, let's compare notes. And the takeaway he got from all of it, he was a little off on who was in what alliance, um, but he wasn't that far off. And it doesn't enough. matter because yeah. he got Kaser to say it all out loud on his way out the door which is like the ultimate big brother move. That is just as good yeah. as a backdoor, like whatever whatever you need. That is that is the ultimate big brother move. He just put all the heat on the side of the house that has had no heat so far this season. Uh, so right now it's down to Tyler and Ian for me. Uh, my Ian was my preseason pick for, I gave him, we did, uh, we did like fake odds. I put up some odds for each of us to pick from. Ian was my odds on favor to win. Uh, just because he does, he's kind of all of the things that you would want in like a prototypical big brother player, super hyper analytical mind, but still really solid in a lot of different kinds of challenges. 
kind of is, I would describe him physically as maybe a little diminutive, which is, I think, actually a good thing in the Big Brother house. So you kind of, uh, also his job management consultant is like, I don't know if you know anything about the management consultant world, but they're all like business psychopaths. Like they're like the sociopathic end of like kind of business where they're like, they come in, they fire people and they leave, which I think is an important quality to have like a little 2% sociopathic tendency when you're a big brother player to know when to pull the ripcord and start voting people off. Yeah. Uh, I still think that Cody is playing a wonderful game. I know his shit just got blown up, but I don't even think it matters that much, really. Because a little it's bit, a like, little bit, but it's it, it'll matter for a week. I mean, it'll blow. Um, it blew up that alliance pretty good. I think that alliance, the slick six alliance, is probably done. But him, Cody, and Enzo, or Cody Tyler and Enzo, is I think a really good alliance. Yeah, Enzo. These last two, like, all right. So I've always been all the way back to the brigade. I've always been like a. Enzo's just kind of a goofball who gets in with the right people and yeah. he figures it out, right? But what I'm realizing these last few episodes is Enzo has it figured out. Yeah. When somebody comes up, especially like you saw when he was HOH, final yeah. wins in HOH, people are coming up to his room. Kaser, who can be like super uh, persuasive and you want to believe that guy because he seems so sincere. Um, you'll watch the little clip of them telling him, hey, I want to work with you, I want to do this, or I think these people are doing that. And then it'll cut to Diary Room Enzo being like, all right, man, I see right through you. And I was <laughs> shocked by that. Enzo just had it had it all figured out. When he's talking to Christmas, he's like, I got it figured out. I've got it figured out. I was like, no, you don't, Enzo. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, holy shit, he has everything figured out. So I'm super, I'm super impressed by Enzo. He's like my underdog. I'm rooting for Enzo. If Enzo wins, I'll be super happy. Um, That'd be a fun win. Uh, I really yeah. liked Cody voting out and voting out Kaser and doing the like the all star of all all stars, Mr. Pre Jury himself. Oh, dude, I have it <laughs> written down in my notes. I have that exact quote written down. Give me in the quote. Notes. Give me the full it, quote. You said it exactly. It was the all star of all all stars, Mr. Pre Jury himself. I vote to evict Kaser, <laughs> which is great because he's played three times. He's never made it to jury. And that was Kaser's biggest problem, I think, this year. Is Kaser, you can tell he's a super highly intelligent dude, but he knows it and he knows it a little too well. And he got in this house and he thought, well, okay, I, I have to be with Janelle because everybody's targeting us right away. And then he moved on to, okay, well, obviously she's gone. So now I'm just going to try to control people and, and get in their mind. But it, had, it was already too late for that. People had already yeah. seen what he was as a player when they were going against him. So the trust, there wasn't even like that much trust there to build build those relationships. So I think he just got a little too cocky, uh, a little too full of his intel intelligence. And it was the downfall of him. Because I think if he would have just sat back after Janelle left and just like played it cool, and especially after he makes it out of that first of it, or after he makes it out of the Janelle eviction, I think he would have had a shot, but he played a little too hard, which is weird to say for somebody who was the main target. But I think if he would have chilled out, people would have looked and said, mm, maybe we should get David. Mm, maybe we should get Ian. Mm, maybe we should get Danny. But he's doing this thing where he goes up to everybody. He's like, with not these words, but it comes across as, I own you. I know what you're thinking. I am in your head. And everybody's like, no, you're not, man. You're not there. I think that Kaser and Janelle played a very insular game, which works if you're winning, but doesn't work if you're not winning. And they didn't really win any comps. I mean, neither Janelle nor Kaser. And they did that weird thing with the safety suite that I think was probably in the first week, probably unnecessary for them both to play. 
Yeah. Uh, and then give it to the other one. Uh, just a, a, and it was the same thing when Kaser started going around talking to people. Everybody said the same thing. You haven't talked game with me, you know, up until this point, up until the point where you absolutely have to. And that might fly in a regular season, but it's an All Star season, and you can see it in little moments. Like I feel the differences when Danny comes in to talk to Tyler about how everybody wants to be meeting and Nicole's in the room, and Tyler just goes, "Damn, that was sloppy." You know, or the other time that something like that happened, and Tyler and Cody. It was with David. Yeah, it was with David. Oh yeah, right with David. Yeah, when David started opening his mouth a little too much. So we've seen David has been my my favorite person on the show to talk about this year, and that's because (laughs) there's an arc that can be had there, right? There's a great like underdog arc that he could have, and it's he starts the season. And he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And he doesn't talk to anybody. And every time you ask him a question, it's who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. Like literally in that order. And that's not an exaggeration. He would repeat your question with those words in front of it. And then he has a week where you can see he's like, okay, I can't do that anymore. So he tries to share some secrets. But then he lets guilt get a hold of him and tells the person whose secrets he shared that he shared their secrets. And then he went back to his original game plan. But these last two episodes is the first time where I watched him and I go, that guy understands the mistakes he made. He's at least going to try to to play a different style game, a real style game. He's been in the house with these real all-stars for long enough now where he gets it at least a little bit. Um, and he's flying under the radar just enough right now that if he can squeak by the next two weeks, he could really start to build something up with the other house guest again and figure it back out. I think there's kind of like a loner's alliance that could very easily be formed, like uh, Kevin, Ian, David. Uh, maybe Christmas could get tossed in there. Maybe uh, that could be potentially like pretty powerful. Uh, how do you feel about Nicole's game in this season? She's kind of being Nicole. You know, she's there when yeah. she needs to be there. Um, she's a she's a little bit less personality than I think we're used to from Nicole, but I think that's probably a strategy because she knows she has safety shield after safety shield in front of her. Um, yeah. Now I think like somebody, some of the lower people in the house might look at Nicole now after Casers blow up and say that it's got to be one of our targets. But I mean, if it's Nicole and Cody sitting there, you have to vote Cody, right? You have to vote Cody. I could if see. I think that it seems to me, and I've heard this a few times enough enough now that I, I think that it's kind of a, a household strategy where people who have won aren't winning again. Even if they, even if like I think Ian or Nicole make it to final ju- final jury or whatever, I, I don't think that wh- I think whoever they're sitting with is going to win by default. So I've, we've seen that on Survivor before, right? As soon as returning winners come back, that's the thing. For the first half of the game, it's winners can't win again. But as it gets to the end of the game, if you go to jury and beyond, then I think that kind of gets thrown out the window because then you're playing with the real players, um, unless it's like the last few seasons, but being an all-star season, I don't think it will be. Then you're playing with the players who understand what it takes to win or come close to win. Um, so I don't think it, like if, if Nicole and Ian are, or if Nicole is sitting there in the final two with somebody who doesn't deserve to win as much as she is or Ian, the same thing. I think they'll get the votes this year on a normal season. I wouldn't be so sure, but in an all-star season, I'm going to put a little bit of faith into this cast because I've actually, I was pretty disappointed when the cast came yeah. out and I have turned out to like this cast a lot. They're okay. playing the game. They're yeah. playing the game though. It's not Tyler's season where 
There was two uh, groups of people, and the only person playing the game was Tyler the yeah. entire year, right? It's not that season. People are playing. People are overplaying a lot. I'm seeing that a lot, as we just said with Danny. Um, that Oh, that's something I meant to bring up earlier. When Enzo called Danny the gardener, that <laughs> when he was like, she's planting seeds in yeah. everybody's head, and what, four episodes ago, Danny was like, I just go around planting seeds in everybody's heads. I was like, that was my moment of clarity with Enzo. That was yeah. the one that did it. Uh, I like Enzo to win this game. I think he's the kind of personality that people could get behind to vote for. Uh, and I think that's important. I think Cody could win this game. Uh, I think Tyler could win this game. I don't know if I feel like at this point anybody else could. I'm rooting for Davon. Uh, I love Davon. I love uh, haven't, I mean, her and Bailey are, are doing the thing. And I mean, you get it, right? But it feels like another potentially two-person insular alliance that is going to lose one member and then immediately lose the other. Almost the way showmances work sometimes, right? Where you get one and then you just choose to get the other. Bailey's game has been weird because she'll go 20 minutes of an episode where she is just awful at the game. And then she'll go the next 20 minutes of an episode and you'll go, oh, okay, she's pretty good. And then the next 20 minutes, she's awful at the game. And she needs, like, she's got to figure it out, man. She can't, she can't be just like, if just because you're not, somebody isn't in your alliance doesn't mean every time they come up to you and try to get information, you just shut them down. Sure. Like, I get why she did with Kaser. Um, because Kaser was about to walk out the door. Kaser, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. But I get why she did it that way yeah. with Kaser. He's about to walk out the door. Nothing I can tell you right now can help my game. Um, but she's done that on more than one occasion. And like you have to make the people who are outside of your alliance at least feel comfortable with you. They don't have to feel like they're your best friend, but they have to feel moderately comfortable enough to where they don't put you up. And yeah. I don't I don't think she's doing a great job at that. I think if somebody needs an easy week on the loner side of the house, if you will, that Bailey could be put up there, even though she's kind of halfway on that loner side of the house. Uh, but I just think yeah. she I think she could be an easy target, if not a pawn. It, but we've seen pawns go home before. Oh, for plenty sure. of times. Um, so I think what she's gone, Davon could really take off and really do some damage in the game. Uh, I've actually liked Bailey's game a little more than I thought I was going to. I really didn't like her in her first season. I didn't like the way she played. I'm not, I just like conceptually, I'm not a big fan of that, like kind of Russell from Survivor style of play where you just kind of go in there and you just kind of blow shit up and, and see, see if you survive the blast, so to speak. And uh, I feel like I just feel different about Bailey this time through that she's uh, playing us a, a little more of a laid back game than she was last time. Oh, for sure. That. But even that sure. still, it's still been a lot, you know, and she's I, got I, flaws, major flaws. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you kind of didn't like this cast and then kind of have come around to it. I've kind of gone the opposite direction where I, I was kind of into the cast coming in and now I'm kind of like, eh. you know, there's like seven good players total. It's just been it's been a while since we had a season where everybody's like at least eighty percent of the cast is trying to play. Yeah, is Kevin playing? Like he is I, now. I, I guess you know he had, they had to hold his feet to the fire and he won a cop, but I, I don't see that as playing. You know what I mean? Uh, him and Ian maybe, but I need to see I need to see more out of some of these all stars. Who's your least favorite player on the season? Not not as like a strategy strategist or anything, just like the person you like the least. It might be Danny. 
Mine's Memphis, man. I can't stand Memphis. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a good pick. It's funny. I, I don't know if I think that Memphis will go much further than Jerry. It seems like everybody kind of saw right through him right in the early weeks. Yep, and now they're just keeping him around for when they need to get rid of him instead of somebody else. So. Yeah, and now he could turn that around. I mean, if he gets into that, if there's like a potential loaner alliance that comes together, Memphis would be an interesting piece of that. But I don't think he's good enough at the game to uh, – he. well, first of all, he's too confident in the fact that he is in the group that is running the house. So if that loaner alliance came to him, his arrogance, I think he'd just kind of laugh him off. Yeah, I'm looking up. I'm looking up the cast. I want to make sure I don't forget anybody to talk about here. Uh, I just haven't really liked David's play at all. He's so bad. Way that I, oh, they. Uh, yeah. He he. Honestly, as of right now, and I'm the only reason I brought him up how I did earlier, and the reason I'm trying to find a way is because what I saw from that guy the first uh, like couple of days, I saw a guy who could like make himself into a good Big Brother player. But since then, he has been one of the worst players I've ever seen. Ever. I want to. I want to. I want to shift to a similar Big Brother topic. Uh, I want to talk about uh, a specific season. Uh, I want to talk about season nineteen. I did not watch season nineteen because I accidentally found out who won, and I was so angry that I stopped watching. Uh, how does how does Jesse win that season? How does that happen? Josh, Josh, Josh. Why do I keep Josh. thinking? I think that's like the fifth time I've called him Jesse. Yeah, it I don't is. Know why I'm um, Jesse. So, uh, if you remember, it's it's pretty similar to Tyler's season. Tyler makes a one on one alliance with everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So Paul did the exact same thing. Like on finale night, they showed a clip of each person in the house, every person who went to jury in the diary room being like me and Paul going to the end together, me and Paul going to the end together. Just a compilation of those diary room clips over and over. Um, and it was a bitter jury who got mad that their final two voted them out. Uh, even though it's Paul and you should have seen a season he played already and you know, he's going to do things like that. He he's, he's cutthroat, man. He, he, he's a good, he seems like a good guy, but this is a game for half a million bucks. Yeah. Like, don't I don't give a damn about your feelings. This is half a million bucks. Um, and they all just got a little salty. And Josh uh, went to the end just being the asshole who everybody knew wouldn't get votes in the final two. And then everybody was so mad at Paul that Josh won. So it That's was crazy. It, that dude that dude triggered somebody's PTSD and then won like what's her name who was in the military had like a like a went into the diary room in that period of time where she's in the diary room for like three hours she's having like a ptsd like attack basically that they never aired but that i found out about googling around and they kept that guy around to win a season of television and the really sad part about that season is it the cast was a good cast it had a potential like to it. be a really good season you had paul you had matt uh, you had Mark, the big Hulk-looking dude. Obviously, yeah. Josh sucks at Big Brother, but he's great for television. Uh, and then uh, Cody and Jessica, who went on, I believe, to be on uh, The Challenge or another reality game show. Um, so yeah. there was – oh, and then Kevin, the the slick-back-hair, mobster-style guy. Uh, so there was there was the personality. Like, seen Big Brother before he was on the yeah. show? <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Like, he was wild, man, but everybody loved him. <laughs> 
And then even the floaters were like entertaining enough. Yeah. Um, so that that the ending of that season really ruined it because it wasn't a horrible season from start to finish. I enjoyed that season, but when Josh wins that, it ruins the entire season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's why Paul's not an All Stars. I think he just after that happens to you twice like that. I think he's just like you know what. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah, and he's got a super successful clothing line, I'm pretty sure now. So yeah. he doesn't need the show, you know? I'd still like to see him come back again sometime. He uh, will. If they do like a real non COVID season All Stars and they can get all of. I just would love to see like a true Big Brother All Star season and see how that shakes out. Just, or uh, something I'd like to see again is like a coach's season again. Uh, Paul's a coach. Nicole could be a coach in that. Nicole is going to end up. Janelle is the queen of Big Brother right now. Nicole is the future queen of Big Brother. She will play again after this. She'll play five times total. She's. I mean, she's. She is everything CBS wants in a Big Brother contestant. Um, so like Paul, Nicole, C and D for that. I can't think off the top Dick, of my head. Just maybe. Oh yeah, if, but yeah, but Evil Dick was trying to spoil this season's cast, so I don't think him and CVS are getting along. What do you mean? What do you mean? How? How do you do that? He, he was going on Twitter a couple weeks before the cast got announced and saying, "I talked to this person," or "I talked oh, to this yeah. person who knows this person." That's and, the I what I found out from like kind of digging in deep on Big Brother is that the gossip and rumors surrounding Big Brother are kind of a, its own cottage industry within Big Brother. Uh, but yeah, obviously, like if he doesn't have CBS's blessing, that that would be a problem. But I genuinely don't think CBS cares about that stuff. I really don't. Not for Big Brother. I think that's part of it is the like people not liking each other, the the watching the cams all the time, and being kind of on the inside of the inside, so to speak. Um, do you watch cams still? Do you watch them? Do you watch live cams? No, I haven't this year. I'm sure I will once it gets further in the game. But I, I like, like there's it. like eight people there. Uh, and then I have specific times of the week that I can watch it. Like if a HOH is awarded on Sunday, I can watch it until Wednesday. But if a Sunday episode ends and it's an endurance HOH competition and we don't know who won, I'm not turning on the live feeds and figuring out who won. I'm waiting for Wednesday because Big Brother editing is like as good as it gets. So <laughs> Yeah, they definitely tell a story. I, I was shocked watching 21. Is that like Mickey season and uh... – that's last season. Yeah, that was – yeah. I, I was kind of in, kind of rolling, rolling around through a lot of that stuff, trying to figure out what was what. And I was really shocked at, like, some of the stuff that I that I learned. Like, the amount that CBS puts their finger on the scale for that show, I was I was pretty – pretty pretty didn't like it. Uh, it just sounded like some of the things that people were doing in that house were, like, not cool. And then they would edit it out, basically. Like Mickey, Mickey did all sorts of fucking rude ass shit. He had to be pulled off slot because he couldn't handle it. He was like coming down from steroids. Like there's all sorts of like wild shit. Like uh, I just, I just didn't really care for like how much I knew. Uh, I wanted to be on the outside a little bit more. Mickey's one of my least favorite players to ever play the game, ever. Yeah. Just on a personality thing, because that's a guy who I know I'd get in the house, and me and him would just yell at each other. Yeah, he's yeah, you would not do well with everybody him. to I expect everybody to stand down to me. Like, no, nah, man, get out of my face. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I think you'd do well on Big Brother. I really do. I think that you'd do well. I don't know if I think you'd win, but I think it'd be hard to vote you out pretty early in the season. I'd have to keep my mouth shut. That's, that's I think my, that you could, you know, once you get through the initial rush of blood to the head that I think you get when you walk into the house, I think you'd be okay. Well, 
I'd give it a go. I think you'd go out eighth. You'd, you'd be the first jury member. I think that that's. Uh, I think that's probably pretty. pretty I think close. people. It, I think people get a little nervous of you post jury. Why? Very, what does that mean? Diabolical isn't the word I want to use, but in the big, <laughs> <laughs> but in the Big Brother house, I think you may come across as diabolical. I definitely would be. I definitely would be scheming. That's for sure. I'd be, yeah, scheming, like, I'd be scheming big time. So, so I think I'd be a pretty good Big Brother player. I think. That, yeah, like, oh yeah, I think you'd be. I think you'd only go home because people would get scared. Uh, I think I'd be a surprising comp competitor because I'm like not in shape now, but I used to be. My hand-eye coordination is pretty good still, uh, but ultimately I'm a weird first impression for a lot of people. Uh, I've been told that by a lot of different people I've known, including my mother. Uh, people just like meet me and they think that I'm strange, and I think that that's not what you want in the Big Brother house. I think I'm good at developing the relationships, but I, I think I got to get to like week four. Uh, so they might be like, we're just going to vote this guy out because, I don't know, he sleeps naked. <laughs> I, I feel like you're probably not allowed to sleep naked, so now you yeah, just won the game. Not. You just won the game. I definitely have my my, my bed to myself. <laughs> yes, yes. Me as All well. right, that's Big Brother Corner. We're going to call it at that. We're going to do this every week and, and see how it feels. Uh, and now on to Fan to Fan Detroit. 